At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Our number two of a numbers game right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Visa.com, the Visa app. Any way you take us in, we appreciate it. Uh, whether it's iHeartRadio, Beyond, whatever way you take us in, we appreciate it. Um, Dan Bespris standing by to talk with us about the NBA playoffs. Paul Carr as well on soccer. Euro 2020. We got a match at the top of the hour. He's got a play today as well. And uh, Paul Spore will join us from Fangraphs, talk a little uh, Major League Baseball. Again, more about should we be isolating these spin rate guys or are we just going to get frustrated and overreact? Uh, we get tweets at beating the book. We put up the uh, video that we showed you earlier uh, Kelly Bidlin uh, through Ben Wilson, Kelly Bidlin and Matt Brown chopping to buy a $70 CD. That I had uh, in the late 90s. Not me singing. It's just a compilation when we were DJs. Uh, so people reacted to that. Old Hank, the intro must be played on air. Again, it will be. Slow jamming with Vinny later this week. We will play my intro. Me, 20 plus years ago, introing R&B jams. <laughs> it should be fun. Uh, this is Andy McNeil, our, uh, our hockey guy. Uh, I will not return to a numbers game until it's rebranded the Love Zone. Will not return to this show until it's rebranded the Love Zone. So make the make the moves, Jason Khan. It's got to be done. Uh, by the way, Andy McNeil, I wonder if he has thoughts on the Islanders tonight. Plus one seventy five. I'm seeing some spots on the Islanders in Game Two against the Lightning. If I know Andy, that's a play on at that price. I don't want to put words into his mouth, but good lord, uh, just the the Lightning taking in money like nobody's business. Last night, it should be pointed out, 
Uh, Vegas beats Montreal in game one, four to one, brief parenthetical aside. Montreal probably outplayed Vegas for the first 10 minutes of that hockey game at least. Maybe a little more in the first period. But by the third period, good Lord, that thing was over. They got puck luck. Even being outplayed, they got puck luck in the first period. The, the, the Knights didn't still lead. But by the third period, they were dominating. Vegas 4, uh, Montreal 1 last night. We'll see if Montreal can get off the schneid tomorrow night back here at Vegas as Vegas tries to extend that series 2 nothing. But Andy McNeil, I will not return to a numbers game until it's rebranded the Love Zone. Bill Ady, uh, VEASAN executive. The Love Zone merchandising possibilities are endless. Let's go on and on. Mike Alvarez. I should not Ron Burgundy through some of these. So many questions. Did Web Gems have a role in the title of that CD? What is the lineup of songs? Did you try to call it Slow Jams first? Is it? <laughs> I'm not going to read the rest of that. Never mind. That's why you shouldn't read these. Anyway, whole bunch of reactions uh, to that. Uh, Will, the pep, that Pepsi guy, this seriously has to be one of the best finds ever. Guess I need to go on eBay and grab one, too, before the market moves to $200 on the CD or even higher. Hashtag to the moon. Uh, RDW, uh, it makes me, f- from the it makes me feel old department. I bet Danielle said, what's a CD? Yeah, I, I, I said the same thing. Um, no, I will not be playing tunes from it, but we will play the intro later in the week. And on and on with the uh, comments. I appreciate all the feedback. Bill McNeil, one more. Wow, Gil, what a great photo on the Slow Gems collection. You look like the opening act for Mel Torme. Okay, enough of that. Dan Bespris, ladies and gentlemen, the only man on earth who had a podcast before I did. Uh, at Dan Bespris is where you can follow him. Follow him, rather, on Twitter, B-E-S-B-R-I-S. He is the assistant GM at HoopBall.com and is the host of the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, spawning many a host after him. It's Dan Bespris, everybody. How you doing, Dano? Good morning, Gil. I know you said enough of that, but I don't I don't think there was enough of that. That was fantastic. <laughs> we could do could do an hour on it for God's sakes. Uh no, we did not we did not use try to say slow jam first. We went slow jam. I have no idea why we did that. Um and uh yeah, I made no, I made zero dollars off it. What? Did you uh was there only one L in your name on that one? Yeah, I was just I made that point last night on the show is that it's so bad that the actual CD, the cover they got right with two L's, right? They got the the cover right oh, there. there with two L's, but the actual CD itself only came out with one L. So, there you go. <laughs> so professional. So professional. I, I say oh, this okay. I say this though, there's there's a whole demographic in the Bay Area that knows me far more from that than knows me from this. Trust me. I knew you when you were there. That was, yeah, big time back in the day. No, I don't think you did. No, that was way Maybe back we just when. talked about it. Yeah, we just talked about it. Anyway, Dan Vespers, right. everybody. Uh, yeah, good morning. Good, good morning. Best audio in the biz. But enough about that, Dan. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, okay, where do we begin? I guess we begin, let's start where we began earlier on this show, which is at the very beginning, where there's a bit of breaking news this morning, uh, that James Harden, who was strangely and very quickly pronounced out of tonight's game five yesterday. And we all thought that was a little strange. Wow, why rush to pronounce him out? Now he's been upgraded to the very exciting doubtful. So he may give it a go. And by the way, it is Gil Alexander, Dan Bespris on a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network. The Woj grenade this morning. Harden is expected to test his hamstring and shoot around today and has been determined to try and find a way to get cleared to play game five. Sources tell ESPN no guarantees on his status, but Harden trying to play with the series knotted up at two games apiece. And right now, it remains the Milwaukee Bucks as four-point favorites. Don't see any four-and-a-halves really anymore. So it's four-point favorites on the Bucks at Brooklyn tonight. 
I mean, what do you do with this, Dan? Is this this is like the the so representative of the entire NBA season? We know nothing till tip off. We know nothing. I I actually said it on my own show that I recorded last night, and that was even before the Harden news, which was. What a wonderful time for you to have me on this show. Right. I want nothing to do with this <laughs> ball game. Nothing. This is, uh, there's so many question marks, even without Harden. Uh, ba- sort of focus, game plan, all these weird things that can happen when you get superstars missing and teams have to adjust. I, I, I detest everything about this particular basketball game. And truly, I, I think I would be more inclined to, fade Brooklyn if Harden tries to play. If he's really going on a, a balky leg and he's not going to be able to take anybody or defend anyone, that becomes, I mean, he's hes better than a replacement kind of thing, but there's a liability aspect to that. And what about his future? I, I don't, I know it's the playoffs. I know you got to do everything you can. In the regular season, when guys get upgraded from out to doubtful, they often do end up playing. I don't know how that's going to correspond to the playoffs because it feels like there's a little bit of gamesmanship going on here. Yeah, it's just, I, you know, who knows, right? That's, who knows? that's been the problem with doing anything NBA between 7 and 9 Pacific, 7 to 9 a.m. Pacific, Monday through Friday this season, 10 to noon Eastern. At this time of the morning for, for so many games during the regular season and the playoffs, you know nothing. So it's just, it's so speculative. And... I guess, you know, it'll be interesting. As I, we have screens up here in the studio at the South Point, And, you know, in mainstream media, they're filling content with, you know, random sports talk radio thoughts. So a moment of sports talk radio, because uh, I'll rephrase what I was talking earlier about Kevin Durant, how, you know, we've never seen him be the guy, not in Oklahoma City, not in Golden State. He's always been one of a trio of superstars uh, in Golden State. You know, add Draymond to that mix as three and a half. But they're talking about, like, well, this, if it's just Durant tonight, and let's say, I mean, I'll just I'll give the hypothetical. If they get beat and it's only Durant in game five and game six, does that have, like, a significant knock on his legacy? No, I don't think so. I, I know we're we're going into uh, chatterbox head mode here, but no, yeah. I don't think so. Okay. We make such a big deal about uh, individual player legacies when they're, when they're in weird situations. I know there's there are a handful of guys in history that could just take a team through other juggernauts. And if he's not one of those like four guys, I don't think that's a knock on him at all. And plus we're probably far enough into his career where most people have made their determinations on who he is anyway. Are you familiar? Side note here. Let's uh, before we get to the other two series, are you familiar with Herolibus Vulgaris, Dan? Do you know that what that name means? Uh, it sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't even know why. So he he's the uh, the guy who, uh, he's a big gambler, made his hay betting the NBA. Um, the story goes that he made his hay because he had a big futures bet on the Lakers back in the day when they won a title. That's how he got his initial seat of money. But essentially, for those who are sort of in the know about his betting through the years, what he really exploited was back when NBA markets were super inefficient, he was able to, you know, really exploit the totals markets from half to half. And, and it, the, the lines weren't nearly as sophisticated back in the day. So, you know, they would just kind of like double up the first half number and make it the second half number too. It was like, you know, he exploited it that way. Anyway, he made a lot of money betting. I think any way you slice it, I think we all agree on that. Anyway, he's, he's like uh, Mark Cuban's 
to hear some tales, right-hand man in the Dallas Mavericks front office. He was hired by the Mavericks some years ago. And I thought out loud, and I've met Haralabad uh, before, and uh, let's just say, like many sports bettors, not the sweetest guy in the world. Just want to point that out. Um, but anyway, there's a story that's brewing from the Athletics, Tim Cato and Sam Amick. Mark Cuban has already said this story is nonsense. My word, not Mark Cuban's. Uh, but he's saying that Luka Doncic, there's, there's minor tension brewing between the Mavericks star Luka Doncic and some in the Dallas Mavericks front office, uh, meaning Vulgaris, that has perhaps caused a rift big enough for Doncic to reconsider his long-term plans in Dallas. I have no idea what your reaction would be to that. I'm not sure if there's any, uh, you know, meat on that bone, but it's an interesting story nonetheless about uh, a gambler getting involved. Mm, yeah, I, where there's smoke, there's fire, but there's generally a reason for any story to come out. So this is this is one of those moments, again, where you kind of have to pause and try to realize or, or figure out play detective on NBA news stories, who would put news like that out and what are they trying to get out of it? Great point. So to use an example recently from about a month ago, there was that piece that came out about the Indiana Pacers and Nate Bjorkren losing the locker room, which had, I counted it, I think, I believe it was 24 quotes and not one of them attributed to an actual human being. So, to, <laughs> and yes. however, however, he was like, oh, basically the moment the season was over. So that was very clearly a piece coming from someone likely above him that wanted to sort of get in front of it and pin things on the head coach. Now, there was probably a lot going on there that no one was actually willing to put their name on it. And then fine, everybody just expected it when he was let go. So to think of it from that standpoint, who would gain by creating this story about uh, a rift between Luca and the front office? It could be someone on a different team. A, a, a rival GM who wants a, a, a point of attack on Luca, or it could be someone in the Mavericks organization that maybe wants the front office member gone. Bingo. But that's what that's what's always going on here. There's always tea leaves, and you got to try to just scoop them up out. I I, I think I'm going with uh, option number two, Dano, which is I Probably think the more simple one. <laughs> may, maybe somebody in the Mavericks front office who doesn't like Haralabob. And by the way, let me just say again, that wouldn't be too far of a stretch. And um, so there's that. Because there are some details. There's one particular detail in the story that I don't buy at all, which is this notion that, first of all, there's a story where, like, you know, they start their second quarter of some game where Doncic, you know, lost the ball and, and Vulgaris was sitting on the sidelines and he, like, made a motion for Doncic to calm down. And, like, that was the impotent. Like, Doncic fired back at him. Okay, great. That's an incident. That's not a big deal. But the, they said there's a there's a point in that piece where they're like, hey, um, it's gotten it, – it, uh, Vulgaris has Cuban's ear uh, so much so – that he can actually submit lineups to who Rick Carlisle should actually play. And that's where my, my you know, uh, hogwash meter, if you will, sort of pinned. Because I'm like, Rick Carlisle has been in, <laughs> Rick Carlisle's been in this <laughs> league long enough that if some guy like that, who's just new to the front office, meaning like the last couple years, and was a gambler, like came in there, and but I say is a gambler because you know how some people feel about those who bet. Um, was, was submitting lineups, I could see Rick Carlisle being like a deuces the next day. Like, like okay, if that happens again, I'm out. And uh, It's probably the, yeah. uh, the the Jimmy Butler meme where he takes the, the box score, looks at it, crumples it up, and flips it off to the side. Yes. That's the, similar to that, I would think. Anyway, just wanted to point out that story because it involves a uh, famous sports better and uh, 
I think you're probably right. Consider where who might have uh, benefited from that. Philadelphia. Always a reason. Yes. Always a reason. Philadelphia and Atlanta. Uh, earlier, I just did a segment with Drew Dinsick, and Philadelphia was favored by a touchdown, seven points. It's now six and a half in favor of Philadelphia. And one of the things I said earlier was, wow, it's Philadelphia minus seven. So nobody was buying into that Hawks win last night. And I will say that Hawks beat the Sixers 103 to 100. They were getting crushed uh, by 18 in late in the second half, excuse me, late in the second quarter, pardon me. And really looked like they were left for dead. And then Trey Young, 25 points, 18 assists, helped out immensely by Embiid going 0 for 12 from the field in the second half. I watched this back, Dan. I still have no idea how the Hawks won this game. Like, none. The Sixers had so many chances, including on their last sequence. I have no idea how they didn't score. Um, But Embiid missed a bunny, and Simmons let it bounce off his hand on the rebound. Hawks win. It's 2-2. The market, you know, it's funny. Drew loves the Hawks at plus seven. Now at six and a half. He he likes the futures plays on them. I can't argue with the numbers at all. But, man, that seemed fluky last night for the Hawks. How do you feel about this? Yeah, I think the the if I was going to get on the Hawks side, it would be a bet mostly that Embiid is not healthy and won't be healthy at any point in these playoffs. Uh, and he didn't look it last night. I know the 21 rebounds were great, but four for 20 was an historically poor performance for Joel. Uh, this was a series where uh, I got in on the Sixers after the first game, and I'm pretty content to mostly leave the series stuff alone at this point. Uh, And then was riding the under in yesterday's game because the previous one had, I think, something like 75 free throws. And that wasn't going to repeat itself. Uh, I'm inclined to to look at totals in this series uh, based largely on what we do or don't know about Joel Embiid's status. Uh, The Sixers defensively, I think, do have a pretty darn good plan for dealing with what Atlanta's throwing at them. And yeah, if not for a, a pretty significant meltdown, Philly goes up three games to one. They head back home. I mean, at best of three series, anything can happen. If Embiid is hurt, then yeah, you got a really good reason to get in on the Hawks. But again, I don't think we really truly know. We do. And he did, by the way. We don't. Two days off. We don't know. It's against the same thing again. They had two days off between each game over the last few. This is the first time they've only had one day off between ball games. That probably favors Atlanta if Embiid is really trying to shake something. Yeah, I mean, Hawks plus 240 on the adjusted series price, by the way. Uh, 16-1 to 1 to win the Eastern Conference, meaning they'd have to get by the Sixers and whoever they play next uh, between the Bucks and the Nets. Um, yeah, about, about Embiid, I said it on primetime action with Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, and Kelly Biddle last night, where I'm like, we all should have meniscus injuries like that of Joel Embiid because he seemed to play through it no problem. And then we see him last night, and then I feel bad about even saying that because maybe it just... Maybe it's just one of these things that flares up from time to time, and I don't know. There's no way we can predict such a thing. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, Philadelphia, six-and-a-half-point favorites tomorrow night, total 224, the first of two games tomorrow night. That's a game five. All of these are game fives now. Obviously, the Suns have gotten through with the sweep, but everything else, two to two. Milwaukee, Brooklyn tonight. The only game tonight, and then tomorrow it's Atlanta, Philly, followed by the Clippers and the Jazz, Dano, where the Jazz are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I see a few threes out there with reduced juice, but two-and-a-half is the consensus. Total at 223. Uh, as I said earlier, the, the Clippers led this game last night by double digits 
for the last 43-plus minutes. So basically it was less than five minutes where this wasn't a double-digit margin last night. It was just a Clippers runout. They win by 14 in the end uh, to not up the series at two games apiece. And and I keep going back to that Donovan Mitchell postgame presser where he's like, yeah, you know, they haven't really done anything. They just won at home. And so I read that as the Jazz have already shifted into we just got to win on our home court because we're definitely not winning over there mode. <laughs> and Drew took and Drew took it one step further. He's like he just thought it was complete false bravado. Where do you stand on this series? Maybe this is a series we can figure out. Well, uh, a week ago we we all got together on this show and we said Clippers are going to lose Game One and they're going to win the series. And you so did. far we haven't been all that far off. I think uh, they actually did better in Game One than I thought they would, kind of keeping it tight for uh, most of the ball game. And then Game Two, I think it was actually on a different show where I said you just you don't want to be down two games when the Jazz have their we're going to go bananas from three point land game. That was it was going to happen at some point in the series, and it seems like it was Game Two. Clippers have made some nice adjustments. I, I hate to say another we don't know, but Kawhi Leonard did tweak a knee late in yesterday's ballgame, so we've got that now hanging over another series. Uh, I still stand by where we were a week ago, which is I think the Clippers win this series. Uh, they were in that, I think Drew referred to it as a scheduled loss in game yes. one, so that does sort of set you behind the eight ball a little bit. Uh, but they've looked good, I thought, in basically every game of this set. And they lost the ones that, one, they were really tired. And two, they just ran into a Jazz team where Boyan Bogdanovich was hitting left-leaning three-pointers over two defenders. You're not going to win that ballgame in the NBA. If somebody's going to hit 23s in your face, you're going to lose. Well, last couple of games, Jazz haven't made all of their contested threes, and the Clippers have beaten them pretty roundly. I'm interested to see how the Clippers do on the road. Jazz are a much better home team in general. Uh, this game is going to shape my idea of... of whether what game seven might look like, but you know, the Clippers actually won a game seven this year. So they sort of got through a little bit of that choke stuff, and that's useful for them. This is another series where I'm still sort of slowly moving towards unders as the series progresses, as guys figure each other out and you only have so many moves you can throw on someone. Uh, I don't much care for the side. I'm leaning hard to the under, but we do have a day and a half to think mm. about it and get more info about Kawhi. Uh, we'll see if I get there. It's, it's a question mark. Who's in the NBA Finals, Dan? I never ask you this because it's just like a ridiculous question. But who's in Wait. it? I mean, if you had, it's just such, it's so random at this point. At the beginning of the season, I said Clippers and Sixers. Uh, I, oh, it is, it's a, it's a dice roll. Which of these guys can keep a superstar with two functioning knees between now and three weeks from now? Uh, I will go, Suns. And Bucks in the finals. Could you imagine? Could you imagine Milwaukee and Phoenix in the NBA finals? <laughs> that's, yeah. what, that's what we all dreamed of. Although I do, I do love uh, the Phoenix Suns. I love Rudy. Yeah, I team. love Phoenix. But but Milwaukee looks so bad the first couple games of this series, right? Like just they'll be in the NBA finals, and they might get there. They might get there. Uh, I said Clippers and Nets pretty much from the outset. I said it before the playoffs, I, and I have no idea if it's going to happen. Neither could get there, for all I know. Dan Bespers, everybody. What do you do after basketball season, Dano? Do you just go into hibernation? What happens? Yeah, I just curl up into a little ball and cry. Oh, yeah. Sounds about right. Dan, <laughs> father of the year as well, it should be pointed out. Dan Bespers, assistant GM at hoop-ball.com and, fa- and the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, which can be found where all podcasts are distributed at Dan Bespers, B-E-S-B-R-I-S. Dano, thank you as always, sir. 
I, I messed up my answer to that last question. I just listened to slow gems for the offseason. <laughs> there it is. There, there it is. You had a chance to get it right the first time, Dano. Second time's okay. Uh, we'll come back. We'll uh, talk to Paul Sporer from Fangraphs about baseball. And also Paul Carr on Euro 2020. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Back on A Numbers Game, just like the man said. The guy owed that man a phone call, by the way. It's brought to you proudly by BetMGM Nevada. Um, we get tweets at Beating the Book. Just want to read one tweet here from Primetime, Cowboys underscore Cubs1, uh, talking about Joel Embiid and meniscus tears. And this echoes what Matt Brown said on Primetime Action last night, because Matt Brown has a meniscus tear as well, or meniscus issues in his knee, and has had so for years and years and years. But uh, Primetime says meniscus tears are weird, can be fine one day and debilitating the next, similar to having a small rock in your shoe moving around. When you step just right or wrong, it sends a shockwave. I put up with it for months before finally getting it removed. Uh, Not party-like. Not sure what that, that last month means. But Matt Brown was saying the same thing last night. He's dealt with it for years and years and years. It is not something that hampers you every day, but every once in a while there's a flare-up. And maybe in the case of Embiid, that's just what we're dealing with. We're dealing with some nights it feels okay, and some nights it annoys him. I don't know. We'll have to see what he says about the subject. Um, but uh, not not knowing if he'll be honest about it, but that could be what's at play with Embiid's choppy, let's call them choppy performances. Uh, I had a baseball pick earlier. It's the over in the uh, in the first five of the White Sox and the Rays. I am going to go under. Ready for this, uh, Jason Kahn? We're adding a baseball play. I'm going under on the uh, first five. So over first five with the uh, White Sox and Rays, over four, minus 125. I'm going under four and a half, minus 110, uh, first five in the Tigers-Royals game. Under first five, four and a half is the number, minus 110, uh, in the Tigers-Royals game. This is Casey Mize against Mike Miner. Um, and so much like the game we talked about earlier, where the White Sox had the single greatest weighted on base against left-handed pitching this year, part of our over handicap, the Detroit Tigers have the dead last worst weighted on base against left-handed pitching, uh, this year in major league baseball. And in fact, the Tigers are going up against the lefty Mike Miner, Miner, who's, who's, you know, his stats are, I don't know, credible, right? Um, Fielding independent of 4.12, XFIP of 4.07. I mean, he's mad. He's right down the pipe. You know, nothing nothing good, nothing bad. But it is that that Tigers number, weighted on base against left-handed starting pitching, 279, dead last in all of baseball. So we're playing into that. And we're also playing into the fact uh, that I like Casey Mize. Casey Mize, if uh, keen numbers game listeners will remember, a uh, few years ago, I want to say it was, what was the year where Jordan Alvarez won Rookie of the Year? Um, but it was, was it 2018? I was looking, staring dead at Jason Weingarten. I were talking about Casey Mize. He brought up Casey Mize that the Tigers might bring him up. And who knows if he had enough starts and he performed, he could be a rookie of the year, a sneaky rookie of the year candidate. So we asked him to make a number. I asked him to make a number over at the Westgate. It was 200 to one. Uh, I ended up betting Mize, um, Right below was Jordan Alvarez at 200 to 1. Bet the wrong dude. But I've loved Casey Mize uh, since then. And Mize, his numbers, you know, not spectacular. His ERA, quite frankly, 3.44 is better than his underlying stats by a good runner, or a good run if you compare it to his fielding independent. So I don't, you know, Casey Mize, not as good as the ERA. He's gotten the beneficiary of a 228 BABIP this year, uh, which has been really fortunate for him. But I do think he will do enough uh, in this matchup against the Royals 
to keep that number under along with that anemic Detroit offense against lefties. So, again, with the Rays and the White Sox, we're going over four. This one, we're going under four and a half. First five innings in Kansas City. By the way, the Royals against right-handed pitching, if we're wondering. Let's check that in real time here. Uh, as I mentioned, Detroit dead last versus lefties weighted on base. The Royals uh, against uh, right-handed pitching. Well, they're, where are they? Uh, where can I find Casey? They're 17th, so they're middling. 302 weighted on base against right-handed pitching. So nothing really to uh, speak of there. So uh, no sides. Again, we've been very close to the vest on uh, on. MLB picks this year, 17 and 10 overall for plus 7.49. And uh, we're going to first five totals. So uh, looking to derivative markets, looking to make the bets that sort of leap off the page uh, as I see them. So those are the two plays today. Again, once again, over four minus 125, Rays, White Sox, first five. And then the under four and a half, Tigers, Royals, first five minus 110 in Kansas City. We'll come back. Paul Sporer will join us from Fangraphs to talk baseball with us. Um, get his thoughts on sort of the deep dive and the investigation of spin rates. Is that a fool's errand? Is that something we should be focused on, or is it largely going to just be a futile attempt to figure out cause and effect on something that might be more narrative than predictive? And then we'll talk to Paul Carr about Euro 2020. It's a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander. This summer, it's time to update your sports betting wardrobe with some new VSIN gear. We've got hats, shirts, and mugs with a VSIN logo, or fun sports betting sayings like cash and tickets is what it's all about. And it's not under till it's over. Visit the VSIN store today at VSIN.com slash store and find the perfect item for yourself or as a gift. That's VSIN.com slash store. I, I wore that uh, t shirt last week on the show. Um, pre-flop or in-game, that's available as well uh, in the VEASAN store and all the colors that we offer. What's that? You got a black, you got a white, you got something in between. <laughs> I don't know what you call it, but they're all available Ray. at the VEASAN store. <laughs> yes, VEASAN.com slash store for the entire sports betting wardrobe for that special someone in your life. Ladies and gentlemen from Fangraphs and the Sleeper in the Bus podcast, he's also got his own Twitch channel, which he'll tell us all about. Ladies and gentlemen, at Spore is where you can follow him on Twitter. It's Paul Spore. How you doing, Polly? Gil, I'm well. How are you? Good. Uh, what's the Twitter? What's the Twitch uh, where everybody can find you? Twitch.tv slash Spore. Twitch.tv slash Spore. And what do you do on that Twitch channel, just to refresh everybody's memory? I play MLB The Show and Out of the Park Baseball and basically just talk sports, mostly baseball, but we talk all sports all the time. Just hang out and uh, and be sports, sports dweebs. I love it. How many people do you have? Uh, do you max out at one time in there? Do you think? A um, couple hundred usually. Couple hundred? I think I'm pretty set at, in season. I'm pretty set around the 150 to 200 mark, and then it can spike here and there depending on when I go live or if somebody comes in with what's called a raid where they bring their they're going to sign off, so they bring their viewers in to watch you type of deal. So yes. yeah, nice and consistent though, and it keeps the chat moving. It's a lot of fun. 
Paulie, one of these nights I'm going to join you. I'm going to be in there and be like, let's Would love that. Let's watch this. Come um, through. Okay, so you and I texted a bit yesterday randomly. Well, first of all, you talked about how the Toronto Blue Jay home run onslaught on Sunday kind of normalized uh, the Red Sox uh, advantage in that department in one fell swoop. Started to. Yeah. Uh, but then we were talking yesterday, and I'm not, I'm not sure how you feel about this because I'm not sure how I feel about it either. So obviously everything in the news is about spin rate and how, you know, look, this is this is now being outed. Or not, you know, it's not like it's been a secret. It's just now that there, there appears to be a crackdown on it, right? It's in focus. Yeah. It's in focus. Pitchers have done this forever, but now it's like, okay, uh, we have a muted run environment. Maybe it's time to do that. Maybe these guys shouldn't be using these substances as they have been. Um, an investigation or, or a study, and it's not very difficult to find, right? We have spin rate numbers from last year. We have spin rate numbers from this year. The good people at StatCast provide that kind of thing. But is it from a betting standpoint? If I'm trying to cull those numbers and to and to glean out of it some sort of betting edge, uh, is that a fool's errand? Do you think in the end? Probably, uh, particularly if you take any drop as significant. Um, until a spin rate drop reaches triple digits, it, it's meaningless. And even like at the low 100s, it's, it can still be noise at that point. You have to see sig- substantial drop to kind of maybe target something being wrong. And of course, the first thing we're going to think, obviously, is, well, he stopped using sticky stuff. can also be an injury right. that we could be talking about, too. So there's different things there. But I think too many people are posting screenshots of like 50-point spin rate drops and saying, smoking gun. And it's like, <laughs> no, no, it's not. Yeah. It absolutely isn't. You have to... Be, Unless you're even at 100, the conversation doesn't even start. And again, that's not even a magic number, just like it's not for pitches in real life. It's not a magic number, but you have to be at triple digits before you can even start to investigate it. And yeah, tons of guys use stuff, and they're probably peeling back because they don't want to get suspended and be the guy. And uh, it could have a ripple. You know, they're announcing this 10-game, 10-day suspension thing with, with pay very toothless. And, uh, you know, it's it's the push-pull, right? We've seen it with PEDs. Many guys have decided that even an 80 game suspension is worth a four year deal. You know, when, when someone can mm-hmm. uh, take PEDs, spike their production, still get signed, but then maybe serve 80 games. It's absolutely worth it. Johnny Peralta, you know, got in trouble, got a four year deal. Um, we've seen other guys recently who've been suspended for it. They've gotten deals. So they've made that that calculation is okay. I guarantee that a 10, a 10 day with pay is not going to be enough of a deterrent right now. It's, it's heightened focus. It'll die off. I, I, I think, I think this ends up being toothless, unfortunately. Yeah. The old suspension without pay, Jason, you're suspended without pay. Do you, are you even upset about no, it? With pay, with pay, <laughs> he's you're with pay. I'm sorry. With pay. It's a free he's, vacation. He's like pumping his fist. He's so pumped about yeah. it. Um, so Mark Borchard was on the show earlier and he said to your point, he's like 200 plus, is about a uh, talking about spin rate drop is about a five percent drop in K rate among the elite guys. His, his whole thing was it's it's probably the the big significance is the elite guys, not the middle of the road guys. It's really not that big of a deal. Do you do you sort of agree with that? Yeah, it's it's maybe bringing the top tier down to a little bit. Uh, you know, they're 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 kings now still, but they're not immortal. You know, the way they've been pitching, the way these strikeout rates are hitting new heights and everything, it will level it out a bit more uh, when they're not using. Now people are going, 
all the way to the other end. And well, if they use nothing, then the hit by pitches are going to be way up. The hit by pitches are already super up. So please throw out that whole, mm-hmm. like the, the batters want them to use something so they don't get hit. That has been overblown and used as a shield so much that uh, it, it's laughable, to be honest. Yes, they don't want to. They don't want to get hit in the face with with a cue ball in a cold weather situation. They don't also don't want four pounds of goop on the ball that turns these into these freakish sliders that already come in at 95 miles an hour, but still break like a devastating slider. So there has to be a middle ground there. I think the idea, and I saw this from passing about rosin and sunscreen actually being part of the, the crackdown. I think that's kind of insane. Rosin's on the mound. And what are they going to not wear sunscreen yeah. in uh, in the summer? <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. So, you know, I know I'm drawing a line on you know what what's acceptable cheating and not, but like those things are pretty naturally out there. It's when you take something called spider tack or anything like that, some concoction that somebody makes by melting down Coca Cola and and combining it with something. I think that I I don't think we're too far afield to say like okay. there can be lines of gradation here you know yeah no i appreciate you putting that in context for me because uh, I, I don't want to waste my time like you know parsing it out 60 seconds dfs we're in cores what you got uh so since we're in cores obviously you have to take a look i know gomber spoiled that last night it was a, it was a pretty low scoring battle i'm sticking with luis castillo on the come up by the way he's at eight thousand on df uh, on DraftKings. i definitely want to take him maybe pair him with like a trevor rogers or something like that uh, and then you can still get into cores pretty easily so I, i'm not going to fade cores i think after a low scoring game i'm inclined to see a big scoring game tonight okay We'll start there with everything. Um, Appreciate it, Paul. As always, we'll do it again soon. Sorry it was so short today, sir. It's okay, Gil. No problem. Great talking to you. Take care. I may just show up on his Twitch and see what he's doing there with MLB The Show. Paul Spore at Spore on Twitter for all of his uh, baseball tweets and beyond. We'll come back. Paul Carr uh, on Euro 2020. And, yes, every time I say 2020, there's someone out there saying, it's 2021, Gil. No, they're calling it Euro 2020 because of the uh, postponement. Uh, we got a match coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, we have it between Hungary and Portugal. Get his thoughts on that. And the France-Germany game after that, probably the most marquee of all early games in the tournament. Paul Carr next. Numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $100 if you place a $1 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three-pointer. Regardless of your bet's outcome, simply use bonus code VEASAN100 when you place your first bet. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. And in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in the state of Nevada. Brady Cannon, who is uh, hosting the Lombardi line at the top of the hour, he's in studio. Uh, We will have him on the show tomorrow to give all of his U.S. Open picks. We'll also have Chris Velika on to discuss his U.S. Open plays as well. Brady has nothing short of nine outrights. Nine? Brady, is that right? Nine. Nine outrights. Tony Finau might be among them. Uh, Brady will host the Lombardi line, top of the hour. Let's bring him in to talk Euro 2020, where we have a uh, match beginning in just under 15 minutes between Hungary and Cristiano Ronaldo's side of Portugal. It's Paul Carr, everybody. How you doing, Paul? I'm well, yeah, big day. Portugal's in, France, Germany later. It's a yeah, big one. we got three contenders going today. France, Germany, the marquee matchup of these first games in the group stage, would you say? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the marquee match of a, almost any tournament. You know, yeah. They met in the round of 16, uh, four, or five years ago, rather, and, and France knocked them out, which is kind of the first step to France's coronation uh, in the World Cup. Eventually, they lost in the Euro final. But yeah, France-Germany is always a big game going back, you know, decades and decades. And I guess we'll we'll find out, because of our initial conversation about this tournament, we'll find out what we have in Germany to some extent as well. Yeah, all, all three of these teams, I think, Everyone's interested to see, you know, once after today, we'll have seen everybody once Portugal's your defending champ. Uh, they have some fresh blood that's come in in the last few years to help out Ronaldo. Uh, France is the most talented team at the tournament. They're the favorite Germany, as we've talked about, have struggled over the last few years. They're still Germany. They still have, you know, the, I don't know, third, second, fifth most talent, top five talent, regardless. They just haven't put it together lately. Uh, and they're all in the same group. So there's, there's margin for air to advance since third place teams get through, but that also affects your seeding and gives you a much tougher path to try to get to the final. We'll get your thoughts on these games here momentarily. Just some thoughts on what has taken place. Uh, we had a very long goal from the Czech Republic. Uh, yeah. Half of a half of the pitch. Is that common? Yeah. No, I mean at, at Euros. So we have tracking data back to 1980 for goals. And this, so this was about 54 yards, I think is where they officially called it. I don't think there was anything over 40 yards before this at euros. So yeah, it's just fun. But I mean, it's also, you know, there's some weirdness to it because the keeper was playing way too high on a set piece for his team. Uh, but you know, you still got to shoot it from that far. And if you see the shot from behind, uh, from chick who, who scored the goal, like there's some nice bend on it. It mm -hmm. gets into the corner. So yeah, there's, there's, it, there's some luck involved, obviously, but there's a lot of skill to make something like that happen too. That was a lot of fun. It's just kind of a crazy moment of, it's almost like a half court shot or something or three quarter court shot in the NBA where like there's that suspense while it's on the way and then it gets in and everyone goes nuts. Uh, I watched most of the second half of the Spain, Sweden match. <laughs> um, this so now you you're far more into soccer than I am, but it it you know we've all seen soccer games like this where there is yeah. one team, Spain in this case, that just absolutely dominates and has yep. what what seems to be like you know fifty great opportunities. I'm, I'm exaggerating yeah. with fifty, right? But at yep. least somewhere between I don't know five to eight really mm -hmm. legitimate uh, uh, shots on goal. Yeah. And for, you know, one reason or another, they cannot, you know, through just a missed pass by a hair, a missed shot by a hair, the, the, you know, a perfect header that could have gone anywhere else and it would have scored, but it goes right to the goaltender. Yep. So many different things. And Spain couldn't get it done. Is that, I mean, do you, first of all, is that an accurate uh, sort of description of it? Mm -hmm. And do you read a game like that as well, even though they didn't win it, Spain's, clearly showed themselves to be among the elite teams or do you view it as well they just can't seem to close on their strike on their attacks yeah it's a little of everything there so yeah you, you are correct in your assessment 84 percent possession for spain which is the highest in any euros game as far as back as the data goes back to 1980 and so i mean in this case this was a story for spain even before this tournament mm. you know you ask why you know they're kind of in that they're still in that top, I forget, seven or so from a, a favorite standpoint. You know, they were like plus eight, nine hundred or so. Um, but the big question was, do they, can they score the goals? They don't have much in the way of a pure forward, a pure striker, a goal scorer in the, in the Lewandowski mold of sorts. Although, you know, he let us down yesterday. He but did. anyway, did. Yeah, um, story. So that's, that's what Spain has been missing. I mean, frankly, even when they were really good, they didn't always have somebody like that. They were just so good in the midfield and had so many weapons they could overcome it. Uh, so that's the question, but 
Yeah, they created so many good chances yesterday. This is how Sweden will play against good teams. You know, they're very organized defensively. That it's their strategy. They created a couple good chances themselves and didn't quite convert them. They could have pulled off an upset kind of easily, which sounds a little crazy to say when they had 16% possession. So this kind of just backs up what the general thought on Spain was coming into the tournament. The reason they're not in that France, Belgium, England tier in part is because they don't have a clear cut goal scorer. And we saw more of that, you know, again, it could have just been fluky because, like you said, they had plenty of chances. So, you know, this kind of just reinforces the Spain notion of where they are right now in the pecking order. They're not in that top three, four, five, but they're really not that far off because they still have enough talent to create plenty of opportunities. Yeah, it's the old soccer, uh, you know, the, the demonstrative soccer thing where they look, they can't believe they didn't score and all those different uh, yeah. gestures that only uh, European soccer players make, no American yep. athlete makes. Um, okay, so I have a lot of them. We talked about this briefly, but I have people who love to bet soccer, and when they do, uh, they bet against human achievement, as I like to yeah. say. Uh, they love betting unders. And in this tournament, they have by and large felt pretty good at halftime about yeah. their underplays. And then by the end of the game, uh, there's been a few instances of this, some late goal scoring that has really uh, torpedoed their bets. Uh, we yep. can see this in the numbers, right? Yeah. So the total goal is 2.4 per game so far this year. So you're right at that kind of two and a half number, which tends to be the default over underline. Uh, but six in the first half, 18 in the second half. Now, the underlying numbers, your expected goals and such, the gap isn't quite that drastic. It's about nine in the first half to 14 in the second half. But it does seem, that, to back up the anecdotal evidence, of teams are kind of tight early. And then we'll loosen things up a little bit late. You know, part of that is you get subs in the game, you get fresh legs, things along those lines. So, yeah, so from what we've seen, and this is 10 games, so this is a, right. you know, and it's 20 different teams. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of randomness here. Uh, but, what, yeah, what we've seen so far is if you're looking for an under, the first half looks like the way to go as teams kind of figure things out. Uh, and it's also still what we talked about earlier. It's the first group game. You don't want to get blown out because that just puts you at such a huge disadvantage moving forward, even to advance as a third place team. So we are seeing a lot of tight first halves and the second half things have been loosening up as subs get in as teams, you know, get a little desperate. You're trying to get that equalizer or push for another goal or whatever it might be. Interesting. So uh, Hungary and Portugal, they start in a little less than seven minutes for those who want to race to bets. I mean, do you have anything in this game? I don't. I mean, I'm really tempted to play Portugal uh, to cover the goal and a half. Um, but, you know, there just haven't been a ton of two-goal wins, and you just kind of don't know what you see. These two teams played in 16, and it was a 3-3 draw, which was pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, that was the one where they shut down over the last half hour because they both realized they were getting through. I mean, I don't expect that. But, yeah, so that's kind of my lean is Portugal minus a goal and a half. I think it's I want to say it was like plus 120 or so off the top of my head. Um, that's my lean just because Portugal is so much better. But, you know, we just haven't seen much of either of these teams. It kind of goes for all these teams. We haven't seen a ton of them uh, coming into this tournament. So I'm, I'm probably going to stay away. But my lean is Portugal to cover. Okay. And then France and Germany at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, yeah. I know you have some conviction here. Yeah, so I played this last week. I played under two and a half, minus 150, kind of on my, uh, you know, just general the trend that the tournaments are, tends to be low scoring, especially in the group stage. Uh, you can get this like minus 135 or so now. Um, I, I, to be honest, I feel a little less convicted about it than I did a week ago, just having seen how this tournament goes. I, I'd probably be more inclined to play a first half under now mm -hmm. uh, than the whole game. But I think 
what we need to remember, France started really slowly at the 18 World Cup. They built into the tournament. I think they had three goals in the group stage. Uh, and Germany hasn't been good in these tournaments the last few few years as well. So I, I feel like this is still a decent opportunity for both teams just kind of, all right, let's get figure out what's going on. Uh, you know, a one-goal loss is not the worst thing for either team. Uh, you know, they obviously you could open things up. Either of these teams could light it up. France is, is the more likely one just because they have a lot more attacking talent. And, and part of Germany's question is, is how are they going to get the goals and balance their offense and defense and things like that? So I still like the under here, not as strongly as I probably did a week ago, but I can also get a better price at minus 135 or so for this one. All right. And tomorrow we return to three games, uh, Finland, Russia, Turkey, Wales, Italy, Switzerland. As you said, we've seen every team uh, once already or by tomorrow we will have seen every team yeah. uh, once. So we begin the match uh, two of three in the group stage, if you will. Uh, the only other thing is we let you go here. Uh, I know you attended yesterday. You attended the uh, the Kansas City Royals game, correct? The yeah. Keller Boyd game. I'm sorry, the uh, Tigers crushed them 10 to three. But how was that? Is that your first time back? It was my first time back at a Royals game in almost two years. Uh, it was great. You know, I walked around the stadium, just kind of smile on my face. Like this is one of my favorite places on earth. And it's, it's great to be back. Uh, you know, the Royals gave up. Keller hit the first batter and the Royals gave up four runs in the first. So uh, the game yeah. itself, not so good. But, you know, it, it's like we never left. The Royals are leaving guys on base and wasting opportunities. And <laughs> just right. like, but, yeah, just, what, yeah, was it full? Is it full capacity there now? Uh, it is now i mean it was a monday night and it was 90 degrees so there were i think about thirteen thousand people so about a right. third of capacity but, but had, yeah had i think the, it just opened up last week to full, to full capacity, capacity. yeah it's it's uh it's almost everywhere wimbledon i know now they're saying uh, it's going to start out at 50 percent capacity by the time the uh, finals rolls around it will be full capacity so uh yeah things returning to normal globally and certainly yeah. in Kansas City as well. It would have been full capacity if people had wanted to buy tickets and go. But, yeah, on a yeah. night like that. Yeah. It'll, it'll fill up when the Cardinals or, or Yankees are in right. town or something like that. Or, or they're giving away bobbleheads. Soon enough. We appreciate the soccer picks, Paul. We'll talk to you tomorrow uh, before those three matches. You bet. Sounds good. Paul Carr from the Expected Value Podcast at Paul Carr, C-A-R-R, on Twitter. Good luck with all the baseball plays given out today. Soccer as well. Brady Cannon hosting the Lombardi line next right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.